Hey everyone, I'm Malini Agrawal. I'm the co-founder of Miss Malini Entertainment and the Good Creator Co. And today I'm here talking to people who are my favorite influencers and who work with brands and of course the creator economy to sort of unpack for you all the things that you need to know to become a successful creator as well. And today we have Ayush Shukla, the founder of Finnet Media, who has worked with more than 100 brands and of course 250 creators so at such a young age you have a lot of experience so thanks so much for being here today thanks Rani, for having me it's a pleasure i'd love to first i mean unpack your journey how did you yeah. even get into this and what motivated you to do it uh i think it was very organic uh, this was back in 2019 when i was in second year of college okay uh, i had this podcast called the mini adult troubles because i was a <laughs> mini adult with a lot of troubles so I was like, I'll call in founders and creators to solve problems for me. That's how nice. it actually started. Uh, I did a lot of them. I think I did four, 55 episodes in the first wow. 10-11 months. Because of that, I got explored into this industry of media. How and old were you marketing. when you started that? I was 19, 19. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was just random cold emails to but people. But that's, that's what's crazy. I think that's one of the things people really struggle with. Like when you're starting out. Who's yeah. going to give me the time of the day? You know, so what was your hack Correct. for that? How did you get started? Podcast people? itself was the hack. No, for yeah, example, yeah, for sure. if, if I would text a founder on LinkedIn and be like, hey, I need some, I'll give me 10 minutes. They would never reply. Yeah. But I was like, hey, I need a 45 minutes. I'm doing a podcast. They're like, sure, let's do it. Really? 100%. That's like, so interesting. So I think that's the trick I realized three years ago. It still works, but obviously the conversion rate now is down. Yeah. Three years ago, that was the thing. You call somebody. Everybody wants to feel valued and of like course. listen to, right? So I think that was the... Thing because of that, I was able to speak to a lot of people. And from there, I was introduced from one entertainment company to another founder company. So I mm -hmm. realized that there's this gap in the market. And I was a creator myself. I was trying right. out reels. Instagram just come up with reels one year later when I was around mm -hmm. mid of the podcast. I think it was the right place at the right time. That's incredible. I think what's also really fascinating, and I, you know, we did that panel together on yeah. monetizing your passion. And yeah. I was really impressed with your insights and your learning of it and you know your clarity of thought. So I think that's like a really key skill to have. Yeah. But becoming an influencer, especially in uh, fintech, which which is probably not considered your song and dance sort mm -hmm. of thing that goes with the medium of Instagram and Reels. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of influencers come along and say, okay, but my expertise is not singing or, or fashion or beauty, but can I still use uh, a platform like Instagram? And you've done yeah. that so successfully. So what do you think is the, the, the secret to using a platform that is usually for entertainment? Right. I mean, uh, there are two things, right? Like number one, you can mix entertainment with everything and anything True. that works. Instagram, people come for entertainment. And the flip side of it, is that because people are just scrolling and scrolling, they're doom scrolling, they feel guilty. Yeah. So when they see a finance or an infotainment reel, their guilt reduces. They're like, Chalo seek bhi liya, <laughs> They're <laughs> like, let's yeah. keep scrolling. So it's a mix That's of so both true. these things. So And so where do you get all your, you know, fintech knowledge from? You know, yeah. and how did you set up your company and, and what exactly do you do? I mean, uh, first part of the question, the answer would be fortunately. So there's a difference. I'm not a finance creator. The creators yeah. that I manage are mostly finance and business. I'm more right. of a business dhanda guy. Okay. So I create content around that. Mm -hmm. Finance knowledge, everything comes from the creators that I work with, the brands that I work with. I had no idea before that. Yeah. Fortunately, because of that circle, the average of five circle worked for me. So I now know a lot about finance. Right. And secondly, uh, at Finnet, we you know rep the top finance and business influencers of the country. Yeah. We have around 30 creators, like 25 to 30 million followers across platforms and all that. 
uh work with 885% of the fintech brand of the country uh we've done a bunch of ad productions bunch of influence marketing campaigns personal branding for founders and all that yeah that's like a quick gist of it that's amazing and and the thing is that with fintech right people are so cautious with their money how should i invest yeah. it who do i trust with influencers you know and i used to get this a lot when i started out 15 years ago it's like but you know what well, someone's paying you to say this so how do i trust your judgment right so how do you balance that line between recommending a product or a service Correct. that is of value because everyone's going to you know be willing to pay the influencer so yeah. is there some sort of check you apply how do you do that right i mean we do uh, as you rightly mentioned at the end it's about money and yeah. uh, it's it's it is risky because not just from the audience perspective but from a regulator's perspective as well we can be at risk so we have a few checks that we do uh, fortunately Uh, most of the companies that we work with are VC funded, right. so it's very easy to do a background QC check, right? Like yeah. if it's funded by a Sequoia or one of the big VC firms, we don't have to then uh, go yeah. deeper because we know okay they have done their checks. Yeah. So I think uh, recently one month ago, there's this brand which came to us and we were not sure what it is. We were bent sure this is scam, <laughs> and then it figured that Sequoia funded them, so like oh okay, it's not bad. And now we're working with them and it's been well. Yeah. I think that's the basic hygiene check that we do. We speak to the founders now mm. as well. uh recently there was a case with a brand which you know went missing and all that yeah. so we speak to the founders we understand the product we go deeper and understand their business model as well mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's have you ever had a uh an experience that you've learned a lesson from in uh, this yeah, process we have, we have, yeah we have, uh, you, you don't have to name anyone but tell yeah. us about it and how did you uh, i mean it was a this is back in 2021 it was a crypto brand um a mm-hmm. lot of creators had promoted finance creators not just yeah. finance but even business entertainment and uh, a few bloggers had promoted it uh, people put in the money and then suddenly it went bankrupt because of the fall in the crypto market oh, which wow. happened yeah. i lost money a lot of my creators lost money uh, and big big chunk of money so i think that was um, one experience where we felt that um, you know the the influence that we have we have underestimated mm. but at the same time we did whatever we could like it it wasn't right. that it was scam from there and from scam or our and right yeah. like at the end companies fail uh that was a sort of a hit or miss yeah us, yeah well, that's a very very good learning and for all the influencers out there who are interested in becoming fintech influencers what yeah. is your advice to them first of all how do they know that they have what it takes what are the skill sets required what do you look for when you're repping oh yeah very very good question i think uh, because of the entertainment aspect of finance you're just getting into entertainment and then mixing a little bit of finance that's right. not how it works right uh i think what we look at is depth if if the creator knows what they're talking about that is first thing right because it's finance at the end of the day yeah. entertainment and funds you can still mix it up you can hire somebody so the number one question i know that a lot of people listening today who are aspiring fintech tech creators yeah. or finance creators sorry would want to know okay how do i get into this and what are the skill sets required is is there something specific you look for when you're working with people yeah we do uh, i think one of the problems of the finance nation now is that entertainment has taken over so much yeah. that creators just get into it from a entertainment first perspective and then they look at the finance aspect of it right but at the end of the day depth and knowledge is more important in this niche mm. so what we look at is does this person has any credibility education right. background uh sense of authority over the topic that they're talking about and i think you can just tell that by skimming through the content it's not that hard um after rebbing so many creators and watching so many it's very easy it's yeah. nat- it's like a natural good now you can tell yeah yeah 100% i think that is something we look at because in the long term only these kind of creators will survive mm. so if you want to get into the finance niche make sure that you've studied it and then you're entering it and not the other way around and you know like you're saying you know you look at experience 
as someone so young, did you ever have any kind of age barrier you face yeah. where people are mm-hmm. like, but oh, after you're only 25, what do you know? <laughs> did you ever get any of that? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I think whenever I have a Q&A or an AMA, everybody asks me my age and I put 22, 23 there and they're like, you look like a 16, 17 year old. What are you talking about giving us gyan? So I think it happens all the time. Uh, but again, it's a numbers game. Yeah. It happens more on the B2B side of things, mm. uh, not as such in the creator uh, thing. But when you're reaching out to brands, right. it's very difficult for them to take you seriously. And I don't really blame them. Yeah. Uh, but once you're inside that door, once you have the foot in the door, it's then it's easy. Because once they yeah. speak to you, they know what you're talking about. Then they don't care about your age. They just, can, if they can rely on you and they can get the job done, that's it. And do you promise like a certain number of reach and views and all of that when you work with brands as well? Uh, depends. We, we do give a fair idea of yeah. the expectation setting that what is going to be expected out of this campaign. Yeah. But at the end, it's not un- under control. In control even, yeah. if, even if you do performance marketing, it's not under control, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what we do. I think one of the big things that I've seen also with creators who, I mean, would be considered niche in a sense, even, you know, yeah. finance creators is that how do you compete in a world where you have, you know, people with 25 million followers who are singing and dancing and that's what people are, like you said, doom scrolling. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you might have all the knowledge in the world. So how does uh, uh, maybe a new uh, nano micro creator who has all the skill set rise up? Have you come across any mm. hacks or knowledge that you think would be useful? Right. I think uh, hack would be to collaborate with the bigger creators. Right. Uh, and the only way you can collaborate with the good creators or the big creators when you're a small creator is when you have, you know, like something different in your content mm. or high depth in your content because right. a big creator will realize that you have potential yeah. and that is where they'll invest in you to collab with you and you know grow with you yeah. but otherwise it's very difficult uh, so I think hack would be collaborate with creators find your unique niche right like this kit format was started by Sharon and then a lot of people followed it so you have to figure out your own unique mode or unique way of doing it mm. uh, and from there on you can take it you have to stand out of course and what would you like do you remember your first big brand deal and how did you mm. crack that and what was the process um i mean there's so many another i can't or something that stands out in your memory it was like wow that's amazing that i pulled that off yeah i think um this was a funny one you know the, the people always say that the gold is in the follow-ups yeah um and i was talking to this fintech brand i spoke to them six months ago uh, they didn't take me that seriously and all that um, then I think three months later, four months later, we had a small conversation and then uh, they were doing some campaigns. I was like, what's happening? I was just curious and I just texted this person and I'm like, just let, let's do a feedback call because I was also in that zone of doing a lot of feedback calls with brands to understand where the market is heading. Right. Spoke for 15 minutes and post that got a pretty big deal in the same month. So it was just a decent, like it's, the intent was not to get business, it was just to have a conversation, understand what they are looking for, what the market is like and what mm-hmm. we can offer. That's it. And then 30 minutes after the call, the POC texted, let's do this, let's send me something, send a plan or something and that's how we did it. And that was a very interesting insight that sometimes it's not about product market fit. Yeah. It's all about right time and, you know, being patient. Of course. Um, and I think the follow up, I think sometimes people also really appreciate that you made that extra effort or yeah. you really dedicated to it and and, I, and you know I think the other thing that's interesting is there's you know I think for brands um, and this is a question for the brand side that's listening hmm. how do brands identify 
the right creators. I mean, now there's so many agencies that rep them, of course. But yeah. how do you know who's going to be right for you? Because sometimes people look at a number of followers. But I think even brands are now a little more aware that that's not the answer. Correct. You have to look at engagement. You have to look at their quality of work. But do you find that brands, especially in fintech, are willing to work with nano micro creators as well? Or is it still the numbers game everywhere? I think uh, brands in the D2C or the Masi space want to work with the nano and micro influencers, not so much in the finance space. Uh, even in tech, they will work with the bigger creators itself because long tail is too long for them to get involved. Yeah. Uh, and right now, they don't even have budgets to like focus it. So I think it's still concentrated. Uh, but Masi brands, D2C brands, they all want to go Masi. And yeah. they, they have to go to the long tail because, you know, they want to reach a random street of a second tier and third tier city. Yeah. So I think that is the split. But... Uh, right now, it's very concentrated towards the big 20-30% of the creators. And you've seen already in, you know, even the the, the, the short time that you've been doing this, I'm sure yeah. you've seen quite a lot of change and evolution. We were just, you know, we were talking yeah. offline about uh-huh. everything that's happening with Web3 and now chat GPT. So how do you adopt uh, new technology or new trends mm. in fintech? I mean, it's always about adapting early and giving or investing your time in something which might become big Mm. in the future right like finances and each other saying two years ago because of the right time at the right place and then it boomed i also boomed with it right so i think uh, if i feel that gpt is what's gonna boom in the next five years i think everybody should invest time in it uh do i think it will i'm not sure but does it look like yes so I think I'm also investing time in that. I was we just speaking about GPT-4 and 3. and It's you know, fascinating. It is It it's, is fascinating. I think it's just, and I think that, you know, like there are creators that are going to exist in the next six months to a year that don't exist today. Just yes. like there'll be offline careers, like the usher on the shuttle to the moon, you know. Yeah, so yeah, all of that will happen yeah. as well. So yeah. we did ask on the Good Creator Co. Uh, community for some questions for you. So I have some. Oh, nice. So there's one that says, after making... 14 crores in revenue in a year, which congratulations, from a startup's brand's perspective, which platform do you think is best? And should people make content for all platforms to stay relevant or should they focus on one or two? For brands? For creators as well. Got it. For brands, firstly, I don't think it's platform specific. It's uh, it's uh, medium specific. Like you, mm. you have to create video format content mm. if you're a brand. Just because you're on Instagram and you're creating text format content and Doesn't you think work, it, yeah. it, it won't work out. Yeah. So I think yeah. video first, then you can put it wherever you want. I mean, that's that should be the approach for a brand. Uh, again, depends upon the type of brand. If your niche is uh, 16 to 23, 24, you should be on Instagram for sure. If it's above that, you should be on LinkedIn and all that. But video is a must. Yeah. Uh, for a creator, I mean, always go, like always diversify. Uh, yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen. Because you never know when the platform goes boom or bust I as mean, well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, learn from true. Facebook's experience <laughs> that a lot of creators had back in 2017, 18. Uh, so I think if you're on Instagram, make sure to diversify it into YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, mm. somewhere else rather than one platform. Don't be dependent upon one platform. Right. Uh, even if nothing happens, at least you'll have mental peace. You'll have mental peace. So. Yeah, and that's very, very important. Yeah. Okay. Um, Somebody else wants to know, does follower count impact your credibility and trust? Do brands look mm. for follower count or any other factor? And what should a creator focus on to get good brand deals? Right. I mean, good question. Uh, but I think brands now have a BS meter. They do. Yeah. And uh, even if you have a million followers, two million followers, they can see through that. Mm. Uh, their meter will tell them that, no, this is not the creator that you want to work with. Mm. Like creators need to understand this, that there's a myth. A creator with a 200,000 followers can be bigger than a creator without 1 million, 2 million followers as well. Yeah. If their credibility, if there's audience retention, engagement, as you mentioning yeah. 10 minutes ago, 
is more they will go for that creator and not you mm. so i think it's more important to build that community to have that depth in content to put that extra effort in every piece of content rather than just yeah. getting out of followers and followers and i like this question it says that you know i i'm trying to be a serious creator but i feel like i have to sing and dance in front of my ring light for mm. my content to perform but then will my audience take me seriously so where is that how do you especially mm. in a category yeah. like fintech how do you yeah. balance that line i mean uh, i think the person has realized that they can't sing and dance if they want to be taken seriously uh, so i think it's it's a balance no i think um, you have to put down your foot and show authority if you want to be taken seriously mm. uh, so there has to be mix of serious content and fun content like sometimes i also create music reels here and there a lot of creators sure. do it's fine it's the personality aspect of it you have to show that you are not a robot creator as well yeah. at the end uh, i mean there's a fun side to everybody personality and if you want to show that show that but if you know your priority is to taken seriously then you have to put that content also like 80% of the time and not the other way around i think what you said is so interesting is showing your personality is valuable like i like that you put up your documentary recommendations the other day yeah, for netflix yeah, i thought yeah, that was really cool why not? because it shows another side to your personality but it doesn't take away from your authority and what you're talking correct, about so correct. i think it's just keep in mind that what do you want to be known for yes. to some degree Okay, where do you want to take uh, Finet Media ten years from now? What's the plan? I wish I was where I want to take it six months from now, <laughs> but I think uh, I think for me it's very one step at a time, one day at a time. Uh, we are figuring a bunch of things out. Uh, we are working on a, a show. We are working on uh, personal branding for our creators as well. How we can take them to the next level and all that. So I think current focus is basics, taking the creators to the next level, helping them out, and then. how can we help brands uh, achieve their metrics and targets amazing it's very simple goal, and, right uh, a takeaway for the creators and a takeaway for the brands something that you've learned a piece of advice some fair warning what would you like to say for creators it's always the most cliched advice ever <laughs> don't look at what your other competition creators are doing uh, try to compete with yourself yeah uh, if you can do that i don't think uh, there's anything stopping you from achieving what you actually want to and for brands i would just say listen to us <laughs> <laughs> nice that's a good one and what would you say is um probably your biggest learning so far in this field that maybe something that you hmm. were surprised to find or discover or something that you wish someone had told you when you started out i think it's it's surprising to see how this industry can it's so connected but yet it can make you feel that you're not connected to anyone So I think that's the um, yeah. uh, contradictory side of it. You you know everyone and anyone, and then at the same time, at the end of the day, you're like, who do I know to talk yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, so that's true. That's a learning that as a creator, as a agency person, as a brand, whatever. Uh, I think it's mm. common across creators, and people don't talk about it. But I I know that this is this is what is happening. Mm. So I think uh, um, be more. Uh, I don't know what's the right word for it, but. just like be more vulnerable speak to people sometimes chill let your guard down things like that so true yeah. in fact when you were talking about your circle of 5 i i discovered recently the dunbar number right which yeah. is the 5 the 50 the 150 yes. and i think it's so true that because we look at numbers on the internet they're in the millions and when you're in real life and i really like the in real life and personal mm, um, interaction because i yeah. feel that's so much more memorable and you know i think it's true even for us like i would have seen your content but i would never have sat and had a conversation with you or 100%. been comfortable unless 
we came together and, and did that panel together. Yeah, so yeah, thank yeah. you so much for being here today. It's, it's been a real delight. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned lots and you can definitely get in touch with Ayush. How can people contact you if they want to get more advice and sign up as fintech creators? You can drop me a DM on Instagram or ayush at thereadfinetmedia.com. Amazing. And stay tuned because we have lots of creators, brands, and conversations that are really important to the creator economy lined up on The Big Creator Show. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye.